The Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. True, nervous, very, very dreadfully nervous I had been and am. But why will you say that I am mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all was the sense of hearing acute. I heard all things in the heaven and in the earth. I heard many things in hell. How, then, am I mad? Hearken and observe how healthily, how calmly, I can tell you the whole story. It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain. But once conceived, it haunted me day and night. Object there was none. Passion there was none. I loved the old man. He had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. One of his eyes resembled that of a vulture. A pale blue eye with a film over it. Whenever it fell upon me, my blood ran cold. And so, by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man, and thus rid myself of the eye forever. Now this is the point. You fancy me mad. Madmen know nothing, but you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded, with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation I went to work. I was never kinder to the old man than during that whole week before I killed him. And every night, about midnight, I turned the latch of his door and opened it, oh, so gently. And then, when I had made an opening sufficient for my head, I put in a dark lantern, all closed, closed so that no light shone out, and then I thrust in my head. Oh, you would have laughed to see how cunningly I thrust it in. I moved it slowly, very, very slowly, so that I might not disturb the old man's sleep. It took me an hour to place my whole head within the opening so far that I could see him as he lay upon his bed. Ha! Would a madman have been so wise as this? And then, when my head was well in the room, I undid the lantern cautiously. Oh, so cautiously. Cautiously, for the hinges creaked. I undid it just so much that a single thin ray fell upon the vulture eye. And this I did for seven long nights, every night, just at midnight. But I found the eye always closed, and so it was impossible for me to do the work. For it was not the old man who vexed me, but his evil eye. And every morning, when the day broke, I went boldly into the chamber and spoke courageously to him, calling him by name in a hearty tone, oh, hey, and inquiring neighbor. how he had passed the night. They're so not you very see, good. I kept he would have been a very profound old man indeed Hello? to suspect that every night, Are you just at twelve, I Thanks looked in so on him while he slept. Upon the, the eighth night, I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. A watch's minute hand moves more quickly than did mine. 
Never before that night had I felt the extent of my own powers, of my sagacity. I could scarcely contain my feelings of triumph. To think that there I was, opening the door, little by little, and he not even to dream of my secret deeds or thoughts. I fairly chuckled at the idea, and perhaps he heard me, for he moved on the bed suddenly Boy, sir, as if startled. I? Now you may think that I drew back, but no. His room was as black as pitch with the thick darkness, for the shutters were close fastened through fear of robbers, and so I knew that he could not see the opening of the door, and I kept pushing it on steadily. Ben? Is that you? Steadily. I see the door slowly I had my head opening in and up. I was about to open the lantern. It's really dark in here, but it's light out there, the so I, I see the light is getting. And the old man like sprang lighter. up in bed, crying out, Who's there? Ben, the robbers are back! I kept quite still and said nothing. For a whole hour, I did not move ben? a muscle. Ben, are you okay? And in the meantime, You're just standing there. I did not hear him right? down. Hello? Can you hear he me? He was still sitting up in the bed, ben? listening. Ben, I'm just looking right at you. What are you doing? After night, ben, are you, are you muttering to, to yourself about how you're watching me every night? Presently, I heard a slight groan. <sighs> and I knew it was the groan of mortal terror. It was not a groan of pain or of grief. Oh, no. It was the low, stifled sound that arises from the bottom of the soul when overcharged with awe. I knew that sound well. Many a night, just at midnight, when all the world slept, it has welled up from my own bosom, deepening with its dreadful echo the terrors that distracted me. I say, I knew it well. I knew what the old man felt and pitied him. Although I chuckled at heart, I knew that he had been lying awake ever since the first. Well, you know I'm wide awake because I'm still when sitting he had up. Turned in the bed. I'm, I'm looking His at you. His fears and had been ever I hear since you growing talking upon to yourself. Him. What are you doing he in had my been room? You weirdo. to fancy them causeless, but could not. No, I know the cause. I'm looking. He had been saying to what himself, are you talking about? It is nothing but the wind in the chimney. Oh, oh God, it is only a mouse crossing the floor. Pills? Or pills it is a mere cricket crazy? which has made a is single chirp. Is any of this really happening? You're not yes. even paying attention to me. He has been trying to dream? comfort himself with all these suppositions, but he has found all in vain. All in vain, because death in approaching him oh, had stalked oh, oh with boy, his black shadow before uh, him ben, and enveloped the victim. We can work this out. We should just talk and about our problems. It was the mournful influence of the unperceived shadow where that I don't caused die. him to feel, although he neither saw nor heard, to feel the presence of my head within the room. What do you mean your head? Your whole body is in here. I had waited a long I'm time. looking at your entire man body in my room. Without hearing him lie down. I resolved to open a little. A very, very little crevice in the lantern. So I opened it. You cannot imagine how stealthily, stealthily. Until, at length, a single dim ray like the thread of the spider, shot out from the crevice and fell upon the vulture eye. Oh, dude, not cool. Get it that shit out of my eyes. Wide, wide I'm trying open. to sleep. And I grew furious I as I gazed upon it. Go back to your it. room. 
I we'll saw it with none perfect of this distinctness. And I won't have to call All the police. dull blue with a hideous veil over it that chilled the very marrow in my bones. Are you listening? But I could see nothing else You're of blinding the old man's me with face that person. For I had directed the ray as if by instinct, precisely upon the damned spot. And now have I not told you that what you mistake for madness is but an over-acuteness of the senses? Now, I say, there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound such as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I knew that sound well, too. It was the beating of the old man's heart. It increased my fury, as the beating of a drum stimulates the soldier into courage. But even yet, I refrained and kept still. I scarcely breathed. I held the lantern motionless. I tried how steadily I could maintain right, the ray upon blind. the eye. Meantime, the hellish nothing, tattoo asshole. of the heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker and louder and louder every instant. The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder, I say, louder every moment. Do you mark me well? I have told you that I am nervous. So I am. And now at the dead hour of the night, amid the dreadful silence of that old house, so strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror. For some minutes longer I refrained and stood still. But the beating grew louder, louder. I, I thought the heart stopped. must burst. And now a new anxiety seized me. The sound would be heard by a neighbor. The old man's hour had come. With a loud yell, I threw open the lantern and leaped into the room. He shrieked once. Once only. In an instant, I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him. I then smiled gaily to find the deed so far done. But for many minutes, the heart beat on with a muffled sound. This, however, did not vex me. It would not be heard through the wall. At length, it ceased. The old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined the corpse. Yes, he was stone. Stone dead. I placed my hand upon the heart and held it there many minutes. There was no pulsation. He was stone dead. His eye would trouble me no more. If you still think me mad, you will think so no longer when I describe the wise precautions I took for the concealment of the body. The night waned, and I worked hastily, but in silence. First of all, I dismembered the corpse. I cut off the head and the arms and the legs. I then took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and deposited all between the scantlings. I then replaced the boards so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. There was nothing to wash out, no stain of any kind, no blood spot whatsoever. I had been too wary for that. A tub had cut all. <laughs> when I had made an end to these labors, it was four o'clock, still dark as midnight. As the bell sounded the hour, there came a knocking at the street door. I went down to open it with a light heart, for what had I now to fear? There entered three men who introduced themselves Hello, with perfect Smith. suavity as officers Smith. of the police. 
A shriek had been heard by a neighbor during the night. Suspicion of foul play had been aroused. Information had been lodged at the police office, and they, the officers, had been deputed to search the premises. I smiled. For what had I to fear? I bade the gentleman welcome. The shriek, I said, was my own in a dream. Well, I'm gonna the have old to man I mentioned was absent Next time in the happens, country. We are gonna have to I took my visitors all over the house and I bade sleep. them search. Search well. I led them at length to his chamber. I showed them his treasures, secure, undisturbed. In the enthusiasm of my confidence, I brought chairs into the room and desired for them here to rest from their fatigues, while I myself, in the wild audacity of my perfect triumph, placed my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpse of the victim. The officers were satisfied. Well, everything checks my out here. Had we're just going to hang out because we thought this would take ladies. longer and they we don't sat, want to get assigned I answered, any more Cheerily, tasks. they chatted of familiar things, but Most ere long I felt myself getting pale Thanks. and wished them gone. My head ached and I fancied a ringing in my ears, but still they sat and still chatted. Hey Smith, does this look The ringing became more distinct. It continued and became more distinct. I talked more freely to get rid of the feeling, but it continued and gained definitiveness until, at length, I found that the noise was not within my ears. No doubt I now grew very pale, but I talked more fluently and with a heightened voice, yet the sound increased, and what could I do? It was a low, dull, quick sound. Much such a sound as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. I'm not a big fan of this. I gasped John for breath. Tyler. I mean, yet the officers what has he heard ever it done not. I me? talked more quickly, Hashtag more vehemently, president. but the noise steadily increased. You think he's okay? He I arose and argued about trifles a in a high key with violent gesticulations, but the noise steadily increased. Why would they not be gone? I paced the floor to and fro with heavy strides, as if excited to fury by the observations of the men. But the noise steadily increased. Oh God, what could I do? I foamed, I raved, I swore. I swung the chair upon which I had been sitting and grated it upon the boards. But the noise arose over all and continually increased. It grew louder, louder, louder. And still the men chatted so the other pleasantly day, my wife's smiled. Trying out this new was it corset? possible they had you know not heard? Almighty God, now? no. No, they had heard. They heard. They suspected. Right? They knew. They were making a mockery of my horror. This I thought and this I think. But anything was better than this agony. Anything was more tolerable than this derision. I could bear those hypocritical smiles no longer. I felt that I must scream or die. And now, again, hark. Louder. 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 Villains, I shrieked. Dissemble no more. I admit the deed. Tear up the planks. Here, here. It is the beating of his hideous heart. Oh, oh god so damn it. Are you serious? Oh, oh man, god. you know how much paperwork we're we gonna have to fill out Can we pretend we never saw this and just leave? Ah.